the thing that we really enjoy the most, and that's been a part of the business from day one, is actually leveraging the AI that's built right into Facebook. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. Conversations with industry leaders on new trends and products that can grow your business. On today's special International Women's Day episode, Nicola Mendelssohn, Head of Global Business Group at Meta, sits down with Alice Lee, CEO and founder of First Day. Join us as we learn more about the story behind First Day's success and what motivates Alice to explore the deeper and unaddressed questions in nutrition and the vitamin industry. Welcome back to our latest episode of Performance Talks. I'm Nicola Mendelssohn, Meta's VP of the Global Business Group, and I'm thrilled to be your host today for this special International Women's Day edition. I'm joined by Alice Lee, who's the founder and CEO of First Day, a wellness company fighting hidden health crises for families. Since launching in 2019, First Day has grown 200% year over year to high eight-figure revenues. And as a first-generation immigrant and Chinese-American, her family's experience in China inspired her to dive deeper into nutrition and ask the unaddressed questions in the vitamin industry. So welcome, Alice. Thank you so much. You have got such an amazing, strong business background, but also one that's very diverse and unique. Can you tell me a little bit more about the motivation around setting up First Day? And was there a pivotal moment in your career that actually influenced you? There definitely was. It's very personal to me. So as you already mentioned, I'm Chinese-American. I was born in China, but I grew up in California. And what that means is actually most of my family were in China at a time when it was honestly very hard to be there. My grandparents survived the Great Chinese Famine in the 1950s. 40 million people died of starvation at that time. My mom, even when she was growing up, she could only have meat once a year because that's when you could get a voucher during Chinese New Year's. And what I saw just how their lives progress and as they age is that your body doesn't forget. China has been so developed for the last 30, 40 years. But once you miss that critical time in your life when your body really needs it, it's hard to make it back. And so I started first day to really hope that no one has to experience that again. And that's why I care so much about our products as well as the social impact that we work on. Now, this month is Women's History Month. And at Meta, we're kind of talking about the power of community, the power of your village. Yet together, when we come together, we're actually going to all flourish. But according to some recent research from Ernst & Young, only about 20% of funded companies are women founders. Yes, that's a little bit of progress, but I think we'll both agree that's not good enough. Yes. So what's some advice that you would offer to other women out there looking to raise? I think the biggest thing is you will never feel ready. No matter what, you're going to feel like, okay, if I just stayed in this role a little longer or if X happened. And sometimes when you have that hunger in you, it's just best to jump and to see where it lands you. And in the early days of the company, I also experienced a lot of people telling me, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea or maybe you can't do this. And I think what I've personally found is the best way to really prove yourself is to become so successful that they can't ignore you. That's the most effective way to do it. But also as a leader, it can be tough to navigate the work and the personal. So how do you balance professional responsibilities with your own personal well-being? And what sort of habits and strategies have you adopted that have been effective for you? I still really struggle with that, to be honest. 
And something that I tell myself, which has been really helpful, is it's actually better for the company if I engage in more self-care. So instead of working until I'm exhausted and then I have to take a whole week off, it's better to preemptively just take a day off when you're really in touch with how you're feeling. And then the other thing is even five minutes of, let's say, exercise and rest is infinitely better than zero. And so I try to just build in even a few minutes of, let's say, Pilates or yoga every day, I find really helps me personally. And also, I think just being vulnerable and sharing that we haven't got it all right. Yes. That can make yes. a difference to let other people that say that I haven't got it right either. Completely. So we can all help each other with finding those few minutes a day. Yeah. Now, switching gears, you're coming off a very successful 23. What priorities are you thinking about for 24? Two things. One is really building into Omnichannel. So to date, we've been 100% direct-to-consumer on our website, firstday.com. And right now we're focused on how do we figure out how we can be in all these different places where consumers want to purchase us, whether it's Amazon or in retail. So that's a really big initiative for us. The second thing is actually doubling down on Meta. We want to spend double what we spent last year, and that's going to be a huge lift for the team. And we're really looking to hopefully spend 30 to 40 million on the platform this year, which is super exciting. We are all here to help you do that <laughs> and you. to get you the return that you want to see. But how do you actually go about setting the strategies that do result in increased performance and tangible sales business outcomes? It's two big areas for us. One is really creative diversification. So we use a very hypothesis-driven approach to create these testing sandboxes within the meta platform. And as our reps have been amazing and have told us, our creative fatigue is pretty low. It's only just, I think, 20 out of a score of 100, which has been incredible. And then the second thing is actually really collaborating with the team here and leaning into some of these cutting edge sort of products and features that Meta has been offering for Instagram and Facebook. I think we're right now 40% advantage plus shopping campaigns, which has been incredible. So between those two, that's really what's allowed us to scale. That's great. Now, you're also a big believer in Q5. Yes. The period between Christmas and kind of mid-January when holiday shopping's over, but yeah. people are still in a frame of mind to want to discover and find new products and services. So can you tell me how you approached Q5 last year? We really hit new highs. So I think it was just within a couple of weeks, we scaled more than 50% up, which was just incredible. And a huge part of that is in that time period of Q5 around New Year's, People are really excited to be on these social platforms in a form of discovery. It's New Year, New You. And what we do is we really front load a lot of the scale to take advantage of that readiness to purchase. And I think the ability of Meta to get us in front of the right people at the right time has been a huge success there. Now, there's no way we could have this conversation and not touch on AI. Yes. So what role is AI playing in your organization? What tools are you utilizing? I know there's been a ton of discussion around generative AI, large language models, chat GPT, and we, we use all of those things. But honestly, the thing that we really enjoy the most, and that's been a part of the business from day one, is actually leveraging the AI that's built right into Facebook. I think Facebook has been the most scalable and most effective marketing platform that we've used. And that's really been the most exciting part of AI and something that really touches our day-to-day. -day. We actually joke on the team that in a few more years, we won't even need media buyers anymore because the platform will be so good. There are so many opportunities when it yes. comes to AI. I want to talk a little bit about you as the founder and as the CEO. And what are some of the things that you do to keep your teams prepared? And 
How do you go about kind of inspiring them about the long-term success of the business? The biggest thing, and I think it's a little bit counterintuitive, is actually giving them as much autonomy and contact as possible. I'm a big believer in actually weed hasting and Netflix's culture, which is all about how do you staff up your team with A players and then give them the freedom to do what they think is best for the business. And we've done that really well on our team, which has been amazing. Now, my last question, what is your favorite thing about being a founder? I think my favorite is probably just the ability to build this tiny microcosm of the world where it's not about being right. It's about being better and it's about being effective and your background doesn't have to limit you. And I think that's one of the really incredible things about running your own company is that you get to create what that looks like. And that's been, I think, the most rewarding thing for me. Alice, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to continuing to see your business continue to soar and grow. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'd like to thank Alice for sharing her valuable story and insights with us. A special thank you to Nicola for hosting this International Women's Day episode. You can find links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. Mm-hmm.